Hey y'all, this is Lee from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. My name is Austin. Today I'm joined with George and your boy Christian. And uh, we're doing another another Star Wars episode, everybody, because we love Star Wars so goddamn much. Well, we thanks to last weekend, George is now like, y'all got, y'all got any more Star Wars? Is there any more of that shit? Where is it? <laughs> no, for real though, I I I'm bought in 130%. As you guys know, I mean, I talked about it a crap ton last episode about my interest levels peaking. And after seeing uh, Rogue One, which we watched tonight, I'm stoked to go watch four. Uh, I'm just going to go Rogue One, four, five, six. Yeah. And then watch one, two, three. I'll come back to those. Three three will be so much sadder after you watch four, five, and six and see Mm -hmm. like what that leads to. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're like, oh. I'm stoked for it. I'm stoked it's for good. it. It's so good, though. I'm very glad um, because Rogue One was made uh, like one of the newer ones, right? Yeah, it's it was the Disney. It came out in 2016. It's one of the Disney films. Uh, if it if it were up to me, it's only the only Disney one worth watching. I I don't like Seven, Eight, or Nine anywhere near as much as I like Rogue One. And Seven, Eight, Nine was made by Disney. Yep. Okay. Uh, Seven, Eight, Nine, Rogue One, and well, who's uh, the director? I, it was, I was like, yeah, I was like the uh, director. I can tell you right now. Different. What I was Gareth it? Edwards. Okay. JJ Abrams did seven and nine. Okay. Yeah. What the who George Lucas. He did he did one, two, three, four, five, six. Got you. So he's like the He's the he's the creator, creator. The, and then he sold it to Disney and now he's like, wait a minute, I shouldn't have done that. Do you guys know the dollar sign on that? What uh, he sold I can, it to Disney for? Give me like two seconds. I can find out. I don't know. I'm like, sure Disney broke the bank. There's like the movie rights, then there's like the merchandising rights. Well, Disney already super... had Disney already had merchandising rights. They signed that in the 90s. Because, oh, really? Because at Disneyland, you can buy Star Wars stuff before yes. the uh, 4.05 billion. Oh, I'll sign that paper. Okay, so it was half in cash and half in shares of Disney stock. And that'll okay. never. I feel like Disney stock will never. Uh, it's still in the hundred. I believe it's still in the hundreds. I could find out right now too. Yeah, go ahead and look okay. that up. Jamie, pull that, bro. Up. This one hundred and seventy-one dollars and forty-four cents a share right now. Mm. Okay, it's down one point nine nine. Uh, so down one point one five percent. A very brief sidebar: like Disney does all kinds of stuff that like pisses people off. Like, uh, the new Mulan was bad, or. Or they did something unethical or whatever. Well, uh, they canceled annual passes. Okay. All right. As of yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, and it's like, uh, Disney's like the shithead like corporation. If the product's good enough, people are not going to give a fuck, bro. Oh, no. D- oh, Disney Plus now? I can watch all the damn Stars movies. Like, fuck, I can only watch all the Disney movies. Fuck. Dude, they could literally be M- Mc- McHitler of the 21st century. <laughs> and people are, okay, oh, d- Oh, a, a new live action movie? Oh, okay. Here's uh, $14. Oh, yeah. So, sidebar. What's the, like, do you think there's a lot of pressure there behind them? Because I figured there would be, you know? Oh, yeah. You can absolutely. Because you can, 
I think what they've what they've done in the past couple of years with the remakes of The Lion King, you see Mulan being remade. It's like see, I just watched Mulan uh, over the weekend, and I didn't think it was that bad. It's definitely not the original, but I think that's kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was it was good. Like I watched it, and I was like, it was all right. I gave it. I think I gave it like a solid six out of ten. Wasn't bad. I think we're gonna do that one here next uh, next episode, or maybe the next few episodes we'll do that one. But I thought it was okay. But yeah, like. Lion King, like we talked about that with Joey, like how the fuck do you have a movie that has better technology to do animation and you're just like, Simba. No, I get, I completely get, I I just, (laughs) I think the pressure that I was referring to is like, do you come out with, you know, just a whole new slate of Disney princesses and stories and characters, or do you just keep remaking? So that's the thing that, uh, so Bob Iger, who is up in, I think he's once again, the, oh, uh, let me, I forgot what he is. He's like the head, uh, head dude. Yeah. The name sounds Yeah. Like he's the familiar. head dude at Disney. Uh, he was up into, and then like he saw the, uh, the pandemic and he was like, I'm retiring. Smart and man. then, and then, like oh, a month wow. in, they were like, "No, no, no, we need you." Like, all right, I'll come back. Uh, he is uh, executive. Well, now he's executive chairman mm. for Walt Disney, but he was, I want to say, the CEO. Yeah, CEO. Um, people were, you know, in the Disney universe, and please go listen to the Magic Our Way podcast because they'll explain this way better than I will. Um, from him between Michael Eisner and Bob Iger, it, everybody thinks that Bob Iger is super conservative with how Disney approaches things. Like they did, uh, you know, the world from the Avatar film, which is like over 10 years old now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not making a second one. What the fuck's the point? <laughs> Why do you make a world of a movie oh, that's yeah, over 10 dude, years old? Nobody, there was like a hard cutoff where everybody's like, bro, who gave a fuck about Avatar? Why, are they, why did they do that? Why are they doing a second I mean, one? It looks very nice. That the was it though. Nice. Nobody like a few years later when like all the other movies look just as like uh, like as impressive as Avatar. Nobody gave a fuck about Avatar anymore. It was oh, yeah. like, oh dude, I don't want to watch that blue shit. <laughs> that was one of the like first movies that I ever remember people blowing up about a uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, because mm. they were even more blue. Yeah, right. <laughs> Literally, we've invented a uh, Sony. We've uh, invented our own type of disc uh, that's more expensive. Um, the blues are even bluer now. $60. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Disney, Disney's been very conservative. And that's the problem. I Like, I have an issue with it. Is why are we doing all these remakes when you could just take that time and effort and just write a new story? Granted, it's very hard. Like music. It's very, it's very much impossible to write something that hasn't already been somewhat done already in music. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing with movies. Mm-hmm. Unless I, you let it like a like a, a meme lord like Christian write a movie, then it'll just be super offensive. But it'll be it'll be fresh content. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh I think the new generation of like, you know, Gen Z people, we're gonna start seeing like princesses that are like period. And you know, it's <laughs> oh the outfit God. for me, dog. Shit like yeah. that. Can you imagine? Super woke princess. Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to the like the cringe wave of media like because like so i think like some movies like update their humor and like the culture well and then some just go how do you do kids fucking steve buscemi <laughs> how do you do fellow kids um kind of answer your question and the way i think about it is like disney has a shitload of pressure because they just release fucking gold right and they still 
they slip, but they still release bangers, right? Like Frozen was a fucking was a banger. Um, people like the Moana a lot, you know, Princess and the Frog. People like that one. There's st- even though they're going, and I think they do the remakes because it's easy money. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, just get some big name actors, just do it again, but uh, Netflix adaptation, live action style, bro. I think it's just easy money, but at the same time, I think they still release bangers. So yeah, and going back to to Bob Iger, like he was conservative in in, in a lot of ways, but he also wasn't because I mean he was the one who bought uh, Marvel, the MCU alone. Like just all right, well we got all these movies now. That's yeah, a big cock move. I agree. Yeah, uh, Lucasfilm, and then he bought Pixar. Pixar is just always they just all they do is release bangers. They're like y'all want some bangers. Wait, when did he buy Pixar? Uh, 2006 for $7.4 billion. So it, how did it work before? They were they were a publisher. They would, okay, we'll publish your movie for you. But they were still working independently of Disney. Okay, and then the question, which isn't necessarily related. Um, how big is your... No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I always get confused with Pixar and Disney animation. Do they have any overlap in personnel? Like uh, They might. Because it's like Frozen isn't Pixar. It's Disney animation. Lamau. Right. Uh, Yes, um, I I would have to do more research into that to see if I'm pretty sure they've had some people now that they're a part of Disney. Like, yeah, you get seven like you you said the words like seven billion dollars for Pixar there, and that's even more than Star Wars, which is for Lucasfilm. That's not even not, just Star Wars; that's Lucasfilm. Lu- so now they own the rights to Indiana Jones, uh, uh, like those really old video games that were point and click adventures by Lucasfilm, LucasArts. That's crazy. That's crazy. But they, you said it, man, and it's like you just—they're just throwing around these insane portions of cash, and it makes you really realize how powerful Disney is. You know, it's not just and how broke I am in the states. You know, it's just—it's worldwide. Bro. Oh yeah, Disney is everywhere. Disney has parks in uh, concentration camps for all those little just Mickey's. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. The Disney Studios are actually uh fe- they're gonna be uh FEMA camps. Uh, you see, they got a deal. Uh, I don't know. Somebody on the internet's probably already fleshed that theory out by now. 100%. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't doubt 100%. it. Hundred percent. Anyways, let's get on to Rogue One. Uh, George, I think we what we what piqued your interest on this was how you know Francisco, Christian, and I all kind of said it's very Saving Private Ryan ish of the Star Wars mm-hmm. cinema universe. And uh, real so real quick, I, I know you have questions, but I have a question for you. What Compare. I mean, you've only seen The Mandalorian, which is already, I think, pretty violent, which is awesome for the Star Wars universe. But how did you feel seeing Rogue One in comparison to like The Mandalorian? I'm starting to see the story unfold, which is what I really wanted from this. I really wanted to start to get the whole scope as to, um, you know, just how big the the Star Wars galaxy is and. And how deep the history is. And I think that's the coolest part for me is because like I'm a history buff kind of guy. I love things that are uh, nonfiction. And to see that, you know, although this is all fictional, there's such a, a deep story behind it, which actually is like where I think the world could head, head to. And I always used to hear people say, you know, Star Wars is what the world is going to be like in, you know, I wish. 100, 200 years, which I mean, I don't think it'll be that soon, but I think eventually you're going to reach a point where um, if if intergalactical travel is ever a real thing, 
you know, you're going to start to see these kind of stories unveil. And I, it's part of a, one of the questions that I have, you know, it's just like, it's such a fighting culture. And I'm going to save that question for the end. Yeah. But I think that's, that's the thing that I'm most bought into right now is this, uh, this like deep hatred, you know, like when I think of intergalactical travel and the practical sense of like what we would do as human beings, like, I don't see it as something that is like a, you need to conquer space. It's more of like a, oh, we come together and we are able just to create like a, a peaceful galaxy, which right. this is not, which I'm getting. Which, you know, uh, is par for the course with the timeline that you're currently in, in the universe. Mm -hmm. So you'll see different aspects. Mm -hmm. But um, before we get to the questions, I know Christian had some points he wanted to talk about uh, with this film. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, this is my second time watching the movie in Austin. Yours as well, right? Correct. Really good movie. Um, I'm going to just go over the shit I liked about it. That's pretty much it. Like, Do it. And I have some notes because I'm efficient. Just jizz all over us with those notes. <laughs> uh, uh. We're getting Chris ready. Just let me... Yeah. Spit on it a little. <laughs> and here it is. Um, so first, uh K2SO is the droid. He's funny as fuck. And I like in Star Wars movies when they make a droid that has like a good personality. Yeah, like uh Princess, I mean um C3PO. He doesn't have a lot of lines, but no. he's like he he's like analytical yet kind of like almost uh What's the word? Um, Whimsical, kind of being negative. K two S O. He's like he's like very condescending. Passive aggressive. Yeah, yes. passive aggressive probably. Yeah. Um, I love the line uh, when he, Jin Urso's escaping the ship and she walks out and he like, you said the cane. He cane choke slams her. He says, "You are being saved. Do not resist." Or uh, yeah, I think he says like, "Congrats, you are being rescued. Do not resist." And <laughs> I, I just that that made me remember when the movie came out there were so many memes of that because you know all the like since 2016 when it came out all this political strife bullshit that's been going on it's like oh haha ha, you know both sides claiming to be peaceful when like they're like violent shitheads mm -hmm. you know <laughs> you are being rescued or, or it's like <laughs> America uh, going to the village with oil in the Middle East <laughs> you are being rescued do not resist <laughs> we're here to help and also when he said uh um, the the fucking Mick McNuke goes off from the Death Star in in uh the the desert planet, which is like basically Afghanistan. Um, he says, <laughs> no, 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 dude, bro, I'm gonna get into some shit. That's like not even a joke. But he's like, oh, the um, there's a problem over the horizon. There is no horizon. <laughs> As like the the mushroom cloud expands and the fucking whoosh, the, the the dust planet is melting within itself. So K2SO was great. He was a real one. He sacrificed himself like total baller. I, I liked his eyes, how they that you could kind of see like the little panels in the eyes, like flick back left and right. Right. That's a really, really good design in both machines and monsters. I think of something like uh, the Hellboy movies. Yeah. Um, where like they design the monsters. The, the fish guy has these respirators. So you could kind of see when like his breath, his uh, breath gets uneasy. It's those little details that like, have these otherworldly creatures emotes to you and it's badass um two the blind guy was badass 
I like that what they did is they expanded on the concept of the force in a way that's not just like, oh, you have the force, you're just a Jedi yeah, or nothing. It was almost like a like a religious I mean, the force has always been like a religious thing, but it was more of like like uh I pray to God, God's gonna help me. Yes, a hundred percent. That helped me too when I was like it's it's connotating human world to that not or that fictional reality (laughs) right like it it really helps uh me understand how much people love the force well i mean like outside of him like you just hear people say like may the force be with you Mm -hmm. but like only really like jedis are really like oh yes the force i get but yeah it's just weird to me you know what i mean it's like they're praying to this being yeah, is, and because that's what the force is. The force is like a sentient. It's like a life form almost. Mm-hmm. It's like the collective of everything in a way. Yeah, um, there's good force. There's bad force. There's like air force. Yeah, air force space got, force. got them air force thirteens on my feet, bro. <laughs> in Star Wars two thousand, uh, a- fucking forty eight. Darth Vader post up, bro. Um, but I, I I liked the blind guy, and um. Because, like, it, it really makes you think of the Force as kind of the culture of, like, this whole universe, rather than just, like, the Jedi thing. And we see him manifesting a Force that isn't just like, haha, I'm a Jedi. And uh, it's super cool when he was, he pulled out the bolt and he fucking nailed that, oh, that space fighter. Like, just, he just, because he's blind, he just, yeah, right there. And he, like, hits it, like, dead on. And then he does it again when they're fighting on the beach. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if he just, like, and just like whiffed it and just shot like off into the air <laughs> it's almost like you remember uh in gerardo yeah gerardo with, yes. the, with the bow and arrow because uh, you were an mp i think we told you the story but i mean for everybody yeah. listening there's this kid so that's how george and i really bonded was eighth grade health and pe and there's this kid gerardo and like i don't know i think he works at like a, a t-mobile now but <laughs> he could also help you with archery. Yeah, it, I don't know about that. So in health, we were doing archery, and like we would all line up in these lines on the field, and there was a target at the end of the field, and the teacher was very specific. He's like, if you shoot this at anybody, you're instantly out. And he would like yell "hole" and then just do some dumb shit. But he went, he went, he went and then just like arrow rouletted it up into the air. And we're on the. It was like. I think I was going to say it was like Philip, you, Dennis, myself, and Gerardo in one line. And we're on the far right. And he aims to the left and just goes up. And I'm surprised he didn't hit anybody. But it, like two seconds later, he's just like, all right, come on, Dean's office. Middle schoolers are more dangerous <laughs> with criminals. bows and arrows than a blind man in Star Wars. But I was imagining that, though. I was imagining oh, he's just like, the forces would be shoots his friend in the back. <laughs> Serious. That would have been hilarious. Or he just completely misses. He just shoots like that way and they're they're like right in front of him. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, there's if, a lot of interference in this area. <laughs> if you don't go to church every Sunday in Star Wars and you pray to the force, that's what happens. Like if you're like a fake force, fake forcer, fake Christian, bad things happen when you just trust the force too much. I thought maybe <laughs> it's like a cell signal. Like, oh, I only have two bars. <laughs> fucking <laughs> you hit the wrong people you know like oh my god so, you go to use your lightsaber it just shoots you in the dick you're like ow fuck all right what else um i like the easter eggs um the one that i remembered was the the pig face guy who gets his arm cut off in the trilogy 
the guy yeah uh, number four my buddy uh he he you know he doesn't oh, like you he doesn't like you i don't like you either um there was like a really obscure character thrown in there and when you watch trilogy you'll find out about him yeah Got it. in the next I, movie you guys definitely like, like oh my gosh like whenever we're watching star wars there's these moments that chris and austin have that i just like it's like being the third wheel on a date and it's you're like, just like <laughs> yeah like, no i get what you're saying bro it's like seeing a <laughs> joke on facebook in spanish you're like i want to jaja too <laughs> <laughs> but uh hey i'm just glad they're having a good time okay? Th- that's why you act because I, I originally i was like you guys want to do mulan this episode and george goes i tried to watch rogue one and i i mad lost so uh can you guys just come watch a movie and that's why he just wants to hear us fucking geek out for an hour i do i low-key like love it but uh, what else Chris? what else do you like brother? okay <laughs> two more things and then i have like a fucking like essay like a tangent Uh-oh. i like it vader was totally yeah. fucking badass. That's that's my thing. Was I was gonna say Vader at the end with his dramatic ass. Let me turn off my fucking life support. It's like in these movies, like the point of these movies is to get away from the Jedi shit, but like it's ever present. So you like when once you just like when Luke appeared in Mandalorian. Fuck it, we're spoiling the Mandalorian in a non-Mandalorian episode. I don't give a fuck. Watch it. Um, it, it's still badass. You know he fucking lights the lightsaber and he fucking dude he fucking choke slams the guy into the ceiling then as he walks uh, walks like through the the hallway he casually whoosh, and cuts him against the ceiling she was badass okay the whole thing and i like that he was like he actually had lines he was characterized when he was talking to uh white cape and mcgee earlier whatever his name was mm-hmm. super badass uh krennic yeah krennic his name okay yeah, yeah. i was gonna call Orson him white krennic. Cape. i have imdb pulled up right here so yeah it's krennic i just i remember because you told me right um the cgi in uh, tarkin and leia super impressive super amazing especially when you look at like luke who was just shown to us a month ago compared to something that was done for a little over four years ago like holy shit yeah i was completely uh blown away when you said it was cgi after a minute or so like of you like okay this is cgi this is cgi you really start looking and then it, it then you can start to see it but if a you little. didn't know if you didn't know we're gamers you know we, we see it yes but it's just very impressive and scary what we can do now leia i thought looked even more realistic but like oh, she yeah. only had like one line mm-hmm. oh and it was really it was really nice when it came out because it's like right when when carrie fisher died that was like right. the the david bowie prince carrie fisher fucking wave Right, that little right. Oh, people are people are dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her mom died like a week after she died from. She had. She I didn't died. know her mom yeah, was her, still alive at that point. Yeah, her mom died from like literally like from a broken heart. I think she had a heart attack and died. Oof. Damn. <laughs> Cue Roblox kid dying. Um. Okay, that was okay. Now, now time for my friggin' essay. Okay. So Star Wars has. <laughs> I'm just pausing right there. Oh no, he's bringing up uh, foreign politics. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Star Wars has always is. I for you forget like what it means the fact that it's called Star Wars because like you get it twisted with all the Jedi shit. But it's always been about like the imagery invoked from like World War Two, the, the stormtroopers. They're not they're space Nazis. Like we've been over this like uh, fucking eighty times, and as you watch the films, you'll you're gonna get into them more and see that. This movie is like a military, like FMJ Saving Private Ryan style movie. Right. So like you kind of see that in a very conventional, like military, like entertainment type way. Um, and it's really awesome. So 
um, for one, like Jen Urso, you know, her and all these other rebels, they're just people that like they want to get back. They're they're only fighting this war so they could survive and get back to their families, right? Jen Urso is like fighting for her father, for example. You know, and like it makes me think of like the the rhetoric of World War II where it's like America wasn't involved, but like it's like, you know, when there's like these evil imperialist fuckers on the other side of the world, it, if you're somebody who can fight, you're obligated to, right? Right. And that was like her denial to the call to the adventure. And then she said, oh shit. I have to fight. I have to be the one for these fucking people. And she was baller fucking 360 no scope the fucking station and, you know, badass. So it really paints that point. It's like, yeah, we had to liberate the Holocaust. We had to, you know, we had to do all that shit. A, uh, B, when the first, when the Death Star was first used on that fucking Afghanistan planet, I don't even remember what it was called. And I think that wasn't even full power either. Oh, yeah. They used like a fucking, that was like a, like a fat man bomb, right? Mm-hmm. But notice they used a mushroom cloud. Okay, th- super deliberate. It's like, oh, you know, weapons of mass destruction, definitely evoking the Im- imagery of Nagasaki and Hiroshima. No, you know, no, no doubt about that. Um, you know, and it goes into the message like, ah, oh, weapons of mass destru- destruction should never have been created. You know, they're like inhuman, da da da. Um, and then notice right after they fire it, right? They obliterate the fucking, the whole, the whole planet. The, it shows the room with all the empire fuckers. And they're just looking in like silence. They don't know what to think. They don't know to, if to be amazed or afraid. And it's just like when the bombs were dropped on Japan and everybody just kind of watched in silence, you know, it's definitely, they're, they're definitely playing with that same historical thing, which is always awesome. Cause while it's fiction, you know, it's still it's still like a real mm-hmm. kind of story they're kind of trying mm-hmm. to paint to us. Um, okay, the Middle East planet. Okay, this whole thing, World War II, it's about like the military industrial complex that started from World War II, right? You know, there was the the arms race to create the nuke, and then war became an industry. Da da da. Um, on the Middle East planet, they're literally you. They're literally extracting fuel from the fucking planet, which was the crystals. Come on, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Middle East and get our fucking oil. Yep. Empire imperialism. Right. They're they're definitely playing with those parts very uh intentionally. Um, the village ambush. Dude, totally like Middle Eastern like war shit. Like, oh, there's like the insurgents and you know, they take take down the military convoy. Definitely doing that on purpose. Um and then right when they got to Scarif, the island planet, you fucking said, Oh, it's like Iwo Jima. They did. They totally did that on purpose. Yes, because they're playing with the same, you know, type of story there. Um, you know, with the war in the Pacific Theater, um, you know, fighting the Japanese. It even has that kind of archipelago thing going on. Like when we fought the Japanese, we were island hopping from island to island. Um, and, and you know, then the, and it, the whole island was beautiful. It looked like a fucking resort, but that's kind of a sidebar. Um, you know, they play with the points like uh, imperialism is bad. Um, having a military industrial complex, it's bad. I like how we see these real world issues kind of leak into things. And that's the end of the essay. It's that's badass. Well done. Very nice. I give that uh you got a C. You still need to make up three assignments to pass the class. Ah oh, shit. All right. I'm time to play dress. Dude, if you ever have a history teacher and he loves Star Wars and you write <laughs> and there's like an essay about World War II, you just be like, All right, Rogue One. Uh, literally a hundred percent. You'll yeah, pass. Dude. Well, and to, to preface that, George Lucas literally said, yeah, I modeled the empire after the Nazis. 
Hmm. When he made the first Star Wars films. Yeah, he was like, yeah, literally, these are supposed to be Nazis. Honestly, it, 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 you, you can't. I think this goes back to when we're talking about like Disney recreating stuff. You know, there's certain things in, in life and in our emotions and our feelings that, you know, you don't need to think about reinventing the wheel when it comes to it. You know, it's happened already. You know what I mean? And you just present it in different fashions and in methods that will intrigue the youth and intrigue everyone's like mind on like everyone who loves space. So, no, I think I think you nailed it, man. So uh, I know you have some questions because uh, while I'm looking at this IMDb page, mm-hmm. there's some uh, they call it goofs. Ooh. So some like uh, some like issues they found in the movie. Okay. So I figured I'd say that for the towards for the, the end. For the, okay, yeah. So I'll I'll hop in. Um, thought immediately right off the jump. Uh, it's nuts that the rebels were taking uh Jin to go kill her dad. It was like at at first. Well. They weren't. One general was saying, go kill the dad. Everybody else was like, we just need to, to get information from him. Yeah. But that one dude was like, we need to kill him because I'm a white man and I have a Napoleon complex. I don't know, probably. But at the same time, too, like, I could see where that guy's coming from. It's like, hey, guys, did you not just see what just happened over yeah, here? Yeah, like, like, it's very, him, please. it's very clear, like, yeah. And then also, in hindsight, you know, if Jin would have kept that data shard, the hologram that's a data shard, what is this, cyberpunk? Uh, it looked like a basically looked disc. like a big ass yeah big ass floppy disk. Well, I'm talking about the little thing she had where where it had her dad's hologram and it was like, oh yeah, Jin, yeah. I put you in Tampico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drink all the juice. <laughs> but yeah, like if she would have kept that, then they probably would have been like, all right, don't kill him. But then they didn't have it, and even like you know, you know uh, the the wee wee dude, the French dude, uh, was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> We, you know, you don't have it. Well, you don't have to explain that to me. You got to explain that to them. Yep, hundred percent. I, I so I'll I'll move on to my next point here. Uh, this kind of ties into that whole tangent that you went on, Chris. I'm surprised you didn't touch on it. There's a point in time where the imperial side is trying to like interrogate this one guy and like extract the data from him because he was helping out the rebels, I believe, at the time. the The pilot is who I'm talking about. Well, the imperials weren't doing that. Uh, Saw was. Yes. Which is, that's just like a gorilla. Yes. Yes. Faction. Okay. I, there we go. I had it flipped. Um, so they used like this octopus thought sucker thing, which I first immediately thought, um, cause Austin was like, Oh George, this is going to get really like intense here and grab like, you know, like they're going to really mess with this dude. So, uh, at first I was like tentacle porn, but then I was like, George, it's get a your mind movie. out, get your mind out of the gutter. Right. And the way that this octopus like puts his tentacles on this guy's head, and everything it made me think of two things it made me think of um electroshock therapy right um which i've seen in like you know american horror story and stuff like that but then i thought even deeper once we started getting into the world war ii stuff about like mk ultra and how they would give people Ooh, yeah. lsd you know to like you know lower their lower their inhibitions and like just spill the beans on everything that's going Some, on like, cold war truth serum tears shit right yeah. so and i was just like there was definitely some tabs of lsd on that octopuses like <laughs> tentacles and like you just shocked it Operation into his brain midnight climax because like and it's funny even after the dude gets like his freaking brain sucked by this octopus like you can still see him like dazed from it and i'm like oh he's coming down from an acid trip right now 100 yeah george goes that that octopus had four tablets of acid on him literally probably even more probably even more <laughs> um 
but that was all done by that saw Guerrero, 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 Guerrero dude. How prevalent is he in the earlier like one, two, three? Never, you never don't see him until that movie. Got you. Uh, he's in like I think in the Clone Wars series, and then he's also in the Fallen Order video game. Mm, okay. Yeah, a lot of these characters a, you never see again. He was a badass character, which I thoroughly uh, enjoyed his presence. He gave me like a Call of Duty esque feel. Right. Yeah. You know. He's just doing Mason. this because everyone's wronged him and he's trying to right all the wrongs right. in his life. Excellent. Um, you, you mentioned it a lot throughout the film that the, a lot of the ways that some of these stormtroopers were dying were very unconventional compared to what George Lucas did in the earlier films. Like one thing I've noted was Jin hit a no look nut shot on a, on a stormtrooper. Oh, yeah. Like a literally like no look behind her back, just fired a perfect nut shot. And I was like, that's funny because clearly he got hit in the nuts. And then you said like, oh, they're getting headshotted throughout the rest of the film. There's a scene where they just walk up and blast him in the head and you see it's like a Schindler's List scene. Mm -hmm. And like you don't see that in the other Star Wars movies. I mean, and like, and that's not to say they don't have their graphic moments, but like, I feel that's the one thing episode seven did well was like humanized stormtroopers you know with finn like you see like the shit that they deal with it's like holy fuck what am i doing Mm -hmm. so it's it's like that um but yeah like i feel that rogue one is the most graphic besides maybe the mandalorian like mandalorian like is like i said last week gives a dude like the the vietnam treatment with napalm Mm -hmm. and then he snaps a dude's neck but like you see like somebody walk up and just headshot a stormtrooper Normally yeah, they would just get shot like in the torso and just fall over and that'd be it. Yeah. No, but I, I think it adds a sense of, uh, of depth and realism. Yes. To it. Yes. Uh, which I loved. M- next question I got, right. Was the death star like there beforehand before rogue one started or was it like, cause I know you mentioned at the beginning that that first scene of Jin running away and the dad what was, what's the dad's name? Yeah, it starts with a G. Oh, uh, let me go back. Mr. Urso. I, I don't I don't Mr. Urso. It's like His name Gail, is Gatan. Galen. 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 Yes. Um, so I know you'd mentioned that was a flashback. Is that a flashback from like one, two, and three? No, that's like a flashback from like 15 years before that. Okay. Um, I forgot how many years, I think it's like 18 years in between episode three and episode four because like this is gonna spoil it for you but like luke is born in episode three gotcha. and then in episode four you see him he's like a teenager mm-hmm. okay so was the my question the death star that's the first appearance you see in chronological order the first appearance you ever see of it is in four, four. but in four it's fully operational and they like completely nuke a planet that's why we're like holy shit the fucking death star yeah yep. you don't see it in three because uh it's just not there mm-hmm I don't want to say anymore because when you yeah, see yeah. one, two, and three, you understand, oh, okay, this is how much shit went down before they even got to the Empire. Mm-hmm. So that that answers that. I, I felt that um the scientists that were like creating all this, there there was a scene in which they were fighting for credit, which I found absolutely hilarious. Oh, it, was, it was the it was Tarkin and uh White Cape. Yeah, I I literally just had his name. Uh, with a K. Krennic. Yes. Because Grand Moff Tarkin was kind of just like, yeah, that's cool. I'm taking control. He goes, no, this is my 
creation. This is what I'm doing. I'm in charge. I think they're almost the same rank. I want to say they're the same rank so they can like have that rivalry. Mm-hmm. And then, he, yeah. Because I was like, are they fighting for who's more evil? Are they fighting for who's more badass? Or are they fighting based on who's got the bigger dick? Yeah, it's, like, the, it's the last one. It's totally a dick-waving contest. Like I figured. I, I did this and grabbed him off Tarkin's like, bitch, I'm back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking CGI and I'm still winning this argument. <laughs> um, I love the crispy white capes. Uh, white capes look super cool. Imagine you- the dry cleaning on those, though. I was going to mention that there's a couple of things in Star Wars that I don't see too often and dry cleaners is one and everyone's always got crispy outfits. Well, of course they do because Disney wants them to. Yeah. Well, you know, good for Disney. Good on them. Good on them. But you <laughs> said there was some dirty stormtroopers. Yeah. Cause you were like, I thought oh, were just fucking go- yellow. Yeah. yeah. They're the scout troopers. So it's supposed to be like a ghillie suit kind of thing. Mm. It's supposed to be like camouflage. Franny's going to yell at me. I already know he's going to yell at me. Uh, like I'm already anticipating these messages coming in and be like, you dumb bitch. That's not what ha- the helmet stays on during sex. But anyways, as I said, so uh, th- those are scout troopers. Usually they're more camouflaged, mm. you know, to blend in or they're like they're like in episode uh, six. They're like bright white or like in the Mando, the one that punches Baby Yoda. Those mm-hmm. are scout troopers. Got it. So got since it. they're in Iwo Jima, they're probably blended in the blend in with the sand. Yeah, they got that like sand color because they're on the Mick Island. Yeah. So leading into like how crazy these freaking nukes were and like i was just thinking about Jin, right you know like her whole life i, I think that's just the funny thing about movies and then me just thinking too practically and about timelines and everything it just seems like she got pulled out of jail and then she went to go on the mission to like see her father die at the same time right before seeing her father die she almost died from a fucking nuke and i was like just a typical tuesday for Jin. Just this is she dies on Wednesday. She dies on Wednesday, bro. Her whole life just in a prison cell and gets taken out. And then all this happens in the span of, you know, freaking two days, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that was what I thought was kind of funny. Um, where do, uh, the French people come from? What planet are they from? Because Frenchie was kind of cool. The surrender planet. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, just like all the, British, all the British people, too. It's supposed to be just be like forced diversity. I didn't think Joe Rogan talked forced about Forced diversity? No, that's what he, Joe Rogan called it. Really? Yeah, he called it like forced diversity because they're just like, look, we're going to do this because we can. I think that like, I don't think European, like in this brave new world, I don't think any type of European counts as diversity anymore. No. It's like if you're a type of white, that's not diverse. <laughs> so... I thought I didn't mind it. I, was, you know, I'm not annoyed by British accents or anything like that. I thought there was a, uh, like a, a black guy that was supposed to be like one of the main characters. Or am I thinking of a different yeah, no, film? That's, that's Finn. That's from seven, eight, nine. I swear. I saw him like in the commercials or previews for rogue one a couple of years ago when it was coming out or is no. he in the movie solo? No, that's uh that's uh what's his face. That's uh Lando. Yeah. Yeah. Lando, but that's uh The rapper. Hmm. Ray J. No. Uh, R. Kelly. Till 2005. Childish Gambino? Yeah, it's him. That's that's Oh, what the hell's his that, name? That's probably oh, Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald. Oh yeah, I forgot that he was in yeah, that. Yeah, he was Lando. Yeah. But no, um the what you were probably thinking of episode nine, because that's the most recent one that came out. Yeah. And th- yeah, that's Finn. That's uh Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot his first name, but Boyega is his last name. Yeah. John he, Boyega. Yeah, he's British, but he puts on an American accent for the movie. Oh, which awesome. Is, which I think is interesting. That would just throw everything off. 
Yeah. Also, right? he's, he's like, like he's also kind of like with that forced diversity like backfired because they're like, look, we have a main black character, and then they just kind of go, nah, this white girl is gonna be the main character. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like, <laughs> well, it's the diversity wars. Uh, black, and then oh, you're getting toppled. Here's a woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which you know, so good characters. Why is it called the Death Star and not like the Death Sphere or the Death Orb because or the Death a, Circle? Because it's cool, dude. It's badass. I don't know. I mean, it's probably the size of a star. Oh, I could. Get, I, I get that like now. The sun I didn't is make a star. that connotation. But I was just like, this shit ain't shaped like a star. Why isn't it called the Death Orangutan? I think the Death Orb is kind of sick. Death Orb. I have a theory that I just thought of, so it's very well uh, researched. Uh-oh. Everybody Lovely. get ready for an MLM. <laughs> multi-level marketing. <laughs> All right, guys. So you get in on the bottom level. Um, so now imagine you're on one of these planets that, that gets fucking destroyed. If you look up in the sky and you looked, you saw the light coming, the laser beam directly going towards the planet, it'd probably look like a star, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah, probably. Because before the laser shoots, they all kind of connect. It's like five right. lasers that connect. Right. And that yeah, makes they, like a, a cone. They fucking yeah, converge. Yeah. Which, okay. I can see that. I, I was just wondering if you guys had that same thought. Or you're just like. I always just figure like, oh, it sounds badass. Bro. Yeah, that's what like, I like. Like mm-hmm. the Raider Stadium, which I'm still waiting for them to keep. The Raider Stadium is called the Roomba. It's that's- called the Roomba to us <laughs> who know what it's called. But nice. the, the, the coach keeps calling it the Death Star. And Disney's like, go ahead. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. You going? You want to be the the Las Vegas broke? <laughs> Go ahead and keep oh saying it. Oh my god! So there's some things that I just feel like I don't see during uh in all the 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 Star Wars that I've watched so far. First thing is like drugs. There's no drug presence or anything that I've seen at, up to this point. The only thing is like alcohol and because, a bar scene. Because like Brandy said last weekend, George Lucas originally made these for kids. Mm-hmm. There is like a hint at cigarettes in episode two. Obi Wan is like in a bar and he goes, "You want some death sticks?" And he goes, "I, I don't want any death sticks." And he goes, "I don't, you don't want any death sticks." He goes, "You want to go home and rethink your life?" He goes, "I want to go home and rethink my life." <laughs> like he uses like the force powers on him and makes him like not want to do death sticks, which are just cigarettes. Dare okay, what Dare did to us, literally, but failed. Failed. Yeah, but Obi Wan did. Obi Wan is the Dare program. So drugs was one. Coffee is another one. I just, I don't know. They I didn't see a single fucking Starbucks product place. So this I, is, how is this they a don't film? need coffee, dude. They're living on fucking fear of dying at any minute. That is true. That is true. It just seems like some of those empire sons of bitches, like in their comfort, like I just want like him to be drinking like some espresso as he sees the nuke just land on the planet and melt everything away. He it walks wasn't away. His break time yet. <sighs> his break was after he nuked. Then he was like, all right, and I, I got. It's I like, got 30 for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I got 30 for lunch. I'll be back in 30, guys. You guys take care. Uh, just do some paperwork. Uh, but uh, I don't want to interrupt you if you have any more questions. But I remember you were asking that one question about, you know, being so fighty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the answer to that is in previous movies, it's still fighty, but it's not, like, as fighty. Okay. It's not war. It, it is it's war. It's more Jedi shit. It's war, but it's war on the scale that we have war now. We're just kind of like, ah, we're invading that place over there. And it's just two sets of people fighting. Got you. Like battle. Yeah. Uh, Where you're seeing now is kind of like, hey, it's almost like a World War II kind of thing. We all have to get fucking involved. Uh, The first three movies, it's kind of very much like, oh, the rich people are like, there's a war. Hmm, I don't know violence. 
and then they get like leveled and they're like doomsday is near <laughs> i want to kill somebody yeah that, that, so that was my question are there pacifists in star wars oh yeah absolutely there's pacifists uh is it just like a specific character type or I'm is trying it to like remember a, if there's a specific character i feel like there's there's a character that's like i'm not getting involved well i feel like the jedi are complacent like because either either they just you know either like they're like yeah i'll suck the empire's cock you know, I'll come out. They're probably going to win, so I'll get a good life. Well, yeah, it, like a lot of the people, like John Boyega style, they kind of just, it's kind of like now, like I joined the military so I could get health care. And, and that, yeah, that too, like, and that's why like, I like kind of the ethical shit in like Mandalorian where they're like, oh, when the Death Star was blown up, you killed a billion hardworking men. It's like, yeah, war sucks, bro. Shouldn't play dumb games, get fucking genocide prizes, buddy. Um, <laughs> And then there's also people who feel helpless, uh, like reasonably so. Like they're like, yeah, we're just gonna try to kind of hide under some rocks. Whoever wins wins. Like, I'll like sign up for their fucking Jin's family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That what that was why I felt I felt like from them like they're just like, dude, I don't want to. Can you just? There's got to be someone as smart as me to build this shit for you guys. You guys just please. I'm farming. That original planet that they landed on, if I can live there, oh yeah, look like black sand beaches, like perfect little Pacific Northwest overcast. You get in the water, it's acidic. Oh jeez, <laughs> you know, this kind of goes back to the shit I was saying earlier. The beginning part where fucking Krennic is is down there, you know, and he's like lying about like, oh, nope, nobody lives here with me. It's just like fucking Hans, uh, what is it, Hans Lando in fucking Inglorious Bastards. Got the fucking Polish, like, Shire-looking fucking countryside. And, uh, no, there's no Jews living here. They're underneath the floorboard. <laughs> like, it was it was totally that. And, like, I, you know, like, I'm a shit poster, so I ought to... Hitler is in everything in some fucking meme way. But I think maybe it was more intentional than we thought. He was definitely Jew hunting, okay? Right. Yeah. Not to be offensive. He has to be offensive. Fuck you. But to kind of lay some groundwork uh, about like pacifism, the Jedi are kind of very pacifistic. They they don't go. They're not like how Luke is, where he's like, "I'm going to show up on this ship and just fucking annihilate everybody." Here. The Jedi are more like almost like the UN. Like if shit gets real, they'll fuck you up. But like otherwise, they're just like we have meditation to do. Mm. Mm. You know, we have a council yes. that we talk about. I get on. that from them. I get that. Like, it's like, and you haven't the, even really seen they're to the, the prequel point, Jedi. Like, they're so badass that it's like, all right, listen, I can just do everything. I, I can be the best. Like, I'm the god so, like, type thing. So, you've seen Darth Vader and you've seen Ahsoka and you've seen uh, Luke. Luke. All like Anakin. So, Anakin, aka Darth Vader. Mm hmm. One of the reasons why Darth Vader is so good is one because he's the chosen one. He's such a high midichlorian count. And he's just he's just basically gifted, but he has such good training too. Because in the Luke had, to, I mean, like Franny got mad at me. Yeah, he got training from Yoda, but he got like the Rocky treatment. Other yeah. dudes were like training at like the UFC facility with like cryo tanks. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, is that what that was? Like he was just like, oh, that's that's because he's he's a burn victim. You that's know? why he looked like a fucking that's chewed up piece has, of gum. That's why he has the suit. Shit yeah. didn't he go well on the on the lava planet. On um, um, Mustafar, yeah, you'll uh, see that in episode yes, three. Yes, yes. That Don't, explains everything yeah. why Darth Vader is Darth Vader. Okay. And then there's some backstory that I didn't know until uh, one of my coworkers, who's a huge Star Wars fan, 
Franny's a huge Star Wars fan in the fact of like the movies and you know the props and everything. But my this coworker that I have, he's huge on like the books mm. and the comic mm. books and like. I mean, he still plays the video game that's seventeen years old. Oof! That still Which has is that uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Okay. And there's a mod now called Legends, where it's basically just the old servers reopened. But oh, there's wow. there's like a, I think I want to say a couple thousand people that still play it. Wow. So, but he he told me, um, I, like I want to say this, but I don't want to say it to you because I want you do to it, watch. Do it, bro. Do it. No, no it's, so it's gonna go one ear out the other. The Emperor, because you were asking about the Emperor. Hmm. Because I think you were asking if the dude in the white was the emperor, and I was like, no, that's not the emperor. Yeah, but he seemed important. Yeah, he was like a high-ranking like military General. official. Yeah. Um, obviously, you don't see him ever again because he fucking murked. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Darth Vader, so he Anakin and Obi Wan fight. It ends really badly, and since Anakin can't fulfill what the emperor wants him to do, he punishes him with that suit. Like that suit causes him pain. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And uh hmm. so like he's a burn victim because he literally got melted by lava. I don't know how he didn't die. Like like one of us that would kill us. Sci-fi. Sci-fi, yeah. But he he basically like the emperor punishes him for not completing the the task. Mm-hmm. So he has to live with that for the rest of his life, which it makes him like he's so like swift and powerful because it takes a lot of energy. So he's like, I he's just an extremely kill. punished fucking character. Like he's carrying the weight of so much fucking pain. Yeah, from just and just from episodes one and three, just the amount of pain that, that dude goes through. As Darth Vader is just like, all right, well, this is my life now. All I know is fucking pain. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah. So the Jedi are very uh, Passive, pacif- pa- pacifistic, but like they'll fuck you up. Like they'll send out like two Jedi and they'll clear out like an entire base and be like, all right, well. Yeah, figures, bro. Figures. Yeah, no, I got 30 for lunch. So you got any more uh, any more questions? This is the last one that I guess uh, that I have. It's kind of comical to me. So um, I've I've enjoyed getting to understand a little bit of like the hyperspeed and like going into hyperspeed. Um, and what I thought, right, is like hyperspeed kind of light looks speed? like light is it light speed or hyperspeed? It's light, light jump speed. to hyperspace. Hyperspace. I want to say that. We all know what I'm talking I think, about. I want to. I want to say there's two speeds because I remember from uh, remember the frog episode of the Mandalorian, the frog lady, where she's like, due to the nature of these eggs, you can't jump to hyperspace. You can only go at light speed. Yeah, light speed. Physics of mm. Millennium Falcons jumped on. Oh, okay. It, yeah, I guess it's light speed. Hyperspace. Hyperspace is when you when they go the tunnel. Whoosh. The tunnel. Yeah, yeah you see the well, line. This yes. is also saying that's also light speed too. Hmm. Three by ten, uh, three times ten to the eighth meters per second mm. is the speed that they're fucking going. My God, Elon Musk will figure that shit out. So Neil deGrasse Tyson already has it. What I was thinking, right, is like, and I don't don't laugh, but I was like, uh, is this because obviously, like, there's a creator of the galaxy, right? And obviously, like, we Jesus. just we'll call it God for this purpose, right? <laughs> I was thinking is like when people go into hyperspeed, are is it like going into like God's intestines and then like when they return out of hyperspace, like it's like God just like pooping them out? Cause the the tunnel looks like my intestines like after Taco Bell. Like it just it's just Pulling super fast up. and it's just shooting through and it's just spinning up and then it's just like 
and then just poops you out so, wherever you want to go. I know for a fact that Neil deGrasse Tyson, I don't remember what he said, but I know he's talked about it. And there's many shows you can watch where they talk about that. But it's it's like them going through like, it's just them traveling so fast. Mm-hmm. That just like, it's just like, boop. But like, think about like a little deeper. Yeah. The people like the force, where does the force come from? Right. If we ended up finding aliens, we'd still be like, all right, who made those aliens? All right. That's that overarching God. So is hyperspace that God's intestine and you just like get pooped out wherever you want to go. Um, that's funny as fuck, George. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny to take an absurd notion and then look at it analytically because it's autistic. Yes. Don't mean a trigger. I yes. just mean slow. I don't Whatever. Intestines. No, I think. Uh, the only like there's no spirituality in Star Wars, but only in the sense that like there's just like the collective, like the collective unconscious, and that's what the force is. It's just like it's everything. It's the life of everything. We're all in the fucking stew. I mean the force. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I call it. It's <laughs> the, the fucking stew. stew. <laughs> and uh, some fuckers, you know, become Jedi masters. Some fuckers become Sith lords and do some inhumane shit. And they fall sometimes, and I don't know. I get it. I get it. That's about as spiritual as it gets, I guess. There's, so that's another thing. I don't see churches in Star Wars. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, I mean, there's the Jedi Temple. Okay. But it's because it's, it's no real, like, pantheon to, like, to like pray to. It's just a... a I think it's accepted, like, like universally. Yeah, it's, it's not like... Well, because you could see... It's like if somebody's saying... Oh yeah, I have the power of God. And it's like, no, you don't. And then they fucking like turn a dude inside out from his anus. You're like, all right, you have the power of God. Yeah. I'm not gonna question it anymore. You have it. Mm-hmm. And you know, force users legit use the force. Yes. That's and that's the- why I'm like, those are the that's you know, God's disciples. Right. And it's not just Jedi because just because you have the force doesn't mean you're a Jedi. You have the Sith. That blind guy had the force for a little. I, I don't know if he had the force or if he was just fucking delusional. <laughs> he was he was well he was blind okay he has echolocation see he was so that's, daredevil that's has the, the reason he was screeching <laughs> no i was joking uh, uh i think he just kind of receptive to the force yeah I, I feel like he was like it's like one of those ones like i tapped my chakras in and now i can tell that i'm going to hit a car tomorrow because i'm a capri sun yes yes virgo you're virgo virgo i don't know oh and the last thing no uh anti-gravity I haven't seen any of that. And I know that that's a Neil deGrasse Tyson probably brings that up at some point in time. I I haven't seen any difference. Like, you know what I mean? I haven't seen any difference. I would love for it to be like one planet or like, you know, there's like bouncing around, you know, like it's like the moon or something or uh, everything just, and I, it's just being hypercritical. I just haven't seen it. And I was wondering if at any point in time, this maybe comes out, but I feel like because there's such an advanced, like, just just yeah like universe of people they already know all right that one's habitable that one's habitable that one's habitable don't go there it rains pennies right well there's also like a in episode one there's a city in the ocean Mm. that they go to and they literally just put like a harmonica in their mouth and they can breathe underwater oh lovely you remember, you remember that that's shit? What yeah, it's, like it's, a it's like a respirator thing yeah and they could just so i'm assuming they have like just a little thing and oh i can breathe now um, the way I look at that is like, um, you know, they thought of this shit in the seventies, right? <laughs> Which like sci-fi was p- actually popping back then. Like it was yeah, Doctor Who. 
Yeah, like it was on its way, and there was there was lots of cool shit in that genre. Star Trek, and um, basically, like you know, every continuity has its own like assumptions, and I think the assumption was like all planets just kind of rhetorically are like Earth in the sense that they are inhabitable and have gravity. It's just that now we have spaceships that can go to them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think now if I was writing like a sci-fi thing, it'd be like, it'd be like we had to create the technology to be able to inhabit all these other places and like, you know, do crazy shit, fuck with like the polarity of the planet to like make the gravity pressure not too much to where you get fucking pancaked when we step on the, through the atmosphere. Yeah. That's how I'd be doing it. I, but just by you saying that right there, it makes me think about all these fucking space movies that I've seen in the last 10 years. And then sometimes it gets overplayed like interstellar or like with the metronome, like every time you hear that little ticker, it's a, it's a year on earth or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's cool. Like I like to decipher that kind of shit, but then at this, yeah, I know. But then at the same time, I'm like, you've seen it before. Yeah. I've seen it before. And I kind of want to see like a, you know, laser nuclear bomb kill some people. Well, that's why Star Wars is cool because it's not just sci-fi; it's also uh, considered fantasy as well. Yeah, like, uh, like uh, going back to my Lord and Savior Neil deGrasse, him and Bill Nye talked about it, and Bill Nye goes, "Star Trek is better than Star Wars because Star Trek is just based in science. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has faith because now you have the Force and all these exter- external exactly. powers. Exactly, like, like fantasy is like Lord of the Rings type shit, where it's like fantasy. Just think about what you think when you think of the word." fantasy versus sci-fi where it's like this is based in based on science even if it's not like achievable science now it's still based on like oh hypothetically science could be like that mm-hmm. star wars is like scissors both concepts got it got so it. what what does this mean george bush uh george lucas well him too but that's another video george <laughs> lucas is a lesbian yes all right i don't know where that went but all right austin <laughs> Yes, sir. Rogue One, where does it rank like for you? Oh, on the pineapple scale, a solid four point seven pineapples. Mm. I really enjoy it. It's just such a great movie. It has like, I don't know. It has that like, oh, here's a flashback. Remember this nostalgia, but it's like the cool part of it. Like, you want to see Darth Vader fuck some people up? You want to see the Death Star fucking Nagasaki and Hiroshima all in one movie? And you're like, yeah, I do. Mm Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. notice how they gave us two fucking Death Star pop off yeah. in the movie. It's like, eh. yeah, it's not a, it's not. Remember the same plot. Remember? Yeah. No, it's none of that. It's just like, hey, and and it's, it's refreshing because it's always like, oh, the heroes live at the end. Of, no, everybody fucking dies in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like everybody dies, of some every almost everybody of some importance dies. So, my like question you right what do you think they could have done better or what would you have like maybe wanted to see from rogue one i i know you rated a 4.7 but you know like what takes it maybe to the next level uh they pay me to watch it I don't or the, they actually like just extended into the death star like kind of getting blown up because i think that's where that's what's heading in number four well, yeah, but that's like at the end of four. So you'd have Got to just you. basically skip the whole movie. Got you. 
Um, I I really wouldn't change much. I think it was good as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we didn't like Saw Guerrero was just kind of like a a link point. He was ever. I understand for plot, but it just felt like you could have totally had it without Saw Guerrero. Really, you could you could have had the same effect of a movie without Saw. He was a big character that I just hated to see go so early. Yeah, exactly. Like they killed him off so soon. It's just kind of like, hey, oh, bye. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I, I, like I said, I fucking thought he was badass. I would have loved to have seen him in like one of those final fighting scenes or something. Cause yeah. I mean, that he, uh, he brought a level of passion to hating the Empire that I didn't really see from any other character. Like everyone was like, all right, we got to stop him, right? That like mutual agreement, like this is bad. We got to do something. It's up to us. But like he like fucking embraced that shit to the max. Well, you got to think a lot of these people probably weren't around for the change of the, you know, the Galactic Republic into the Empire. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people were like, it's like it's like us with 9-11. Yeah. We don't vividly remember that day, but we remember like surrounding. things. Yeah. It's, It's kind of the same thing. Like they probably weren't alive or if they were, they were very young for Order 66. Mm hmm. Which was like a huge, which when you watch episode three is just like a huge, you're like, oh, this is the turning point in the series. Like, this is where everything goes to what was originally made in four, five, and six. Got it. Got it. Um, so they're just kind of fighting because that's all they know. Was there anything that we missed, like, favorite part wise? Because I feel like we hit a lot of, like, the no. things that. Christian, Christian covered mine, which was just Darth Vader fucking being a fucking dramatic <sighs> asshole for the. Uh, our, he did that for us. Yeah, no, I just have to jump it like seeing seeing Darth Vader for the first time. Yeah, you've never seen Darth Vader. Seeing Darth Vader for the first time, I mean, doesn't get any better than uh, I think what they missed for me in that scene. And I seeing him was badass enough, and then hearing his lightsaber go off was sick. But I could have I could have done with like a a sick ass like metal score type, like some sort of like build up to just fucking him demolishing everybody See, you know cool, what i mean but like like i said with mandalorian that's just not very star warsy it's all mm-hmm. very cinematic and orchestral but you got it I, I fucking got a taste of it when they were you know and mando in the last episode where they had the dark troopers and just you know the director yeah i know i i'm starting to see it you know like where, where they want to take it and see like star wars in a whole is pop culture but i feel like mando is more pop culture mm-hmm Hello. Then, then yeah. say Rogue One. Rogue One is just like, hey, here's a movie in this series. It's really good. Mandalorian's like, hey, all these cool people. What do cool people? What do all these people like EDM? Let's put EDM fucking, in here. The fucking trending on Twitter. That's what the Mandalorian is. Literally. All right, man. So That's... Christian, what do you what do you rate this on pineapples? Then we got to get George's. Okay. Um, I'll say it's probably like four point two, which okay, which is still good, which is pretty good. Um, it's 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 just that like. Okay, looking at Star Wars, we'll say we got the this this one is maybe I, I think the original trilogy is the best. Okay, that's pretty pretty standard. Then after that, it's I think it's better than some of the prequels. Maybe not as good as Episode Three, but Rogue One I might like a little bit more than Episode One or Two. Definitely more than one, and sli- I think for me slightly more than two. And then obviously, I don't have to talk about any of the rest of them. No, because they're not important. <laughs> so, um, but it's really good. Um, something that I didn't bring up was that, like, I remember I was, I was talking with a friend and he's like, you know, the characters are really boring. 
Um, when it's a Star Wars movie, you know, you expect a certain level of of uh, character development and yada, yada, yada. And I was and my response to like that kind of criticism was like they specifically stated that this is a Star Wars story. They made that distinction. They just yeah. said this isn't part of the trilogy because guess what, my boy? Oh, this isn't your standard Star Wars movie. This is that fucking saving Private Ryan shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I like seeing like the the world building go into these other genres. Obviously, the Mandalorian. We got that badass spaghetti western thing going on. This is like a, a kind of like bleak war movie, right? Um, and I think they hit the nail on the head. So yeah, I feel like really good. I feel like they had that more distinction of like, hey, here's all these important people who just like weren't around very often because they had to do things that ended up costing them their lives for the benefit of the. I'm gonna say the plot because we know where the plot goes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in the world it's kind of like for the you know they had to get that death star plan up so they would know what's happening you know how to take it down so i feel like to contradict what your friend says i think it's better that they didn't because it was like all right we got to introduce all these characters all right now we got to drag it out three more movies and it kind of loses it i feel like with them it was like less is more yeah it was punchy it's like you see like the end like because like jen urso her her little arc is like Oh, she grew up in a like a war type situation and like she was exploited by war. You know, she's either fighting wars or imprisoned through her life. And then, you know, she had to she lost her father and she realized like, oh, I'm a fighter, so I have to like carry the torch. And, you know, you see her inner workings and you sympathize with her and uh, Cassian and all the other characters. You're like, oh, shit, I feel what they're fighting for. And then by the time that like they're, you know, her and Cassian are looking at the fucking sunset and then whoosh, fucking Hiroshima happens. <laughs> like it's it's a really it's a really impactful moment and it's always emotional watching it. So it hit the mark and it made great continuity in Star Wars. So I give it like a, a, a good pass. So excellent. So what about you, George? What do you rate this first time seeing it? First Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's just so kind I of feel huge. like it's even bigger. Yeah, and I almost like, like I said before, I kind of wanted you to to start with like four, five, six, maybe then one, two, three, then Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I can't stop you. Can't you can't? Well, I wanted. Like, I watched it. two. <laughs> I wanted to do it no, because I started on one before, and that's I just it wears me out, bro. Like I just, I don't know. It's that old style of graphics and one like the first one that was made or yeah. episode one okay so number four whichever one just looks old as fuck like whatever one was made in 1980 that's the 70s you mean yeah that's 70s. four that's four five and six so it's, it's yeah. the first ones that came out but in the series it's four five and six yeah um seeing this i i was definitely like man i almost wish that like this was the first ever like star Wars movie. Cause I just feel like there's so much, so many different places you can go to it from here. Um, I want it. I've been thinking like ever since you guys are talking, I've been wanting to give this a five. I just can't, I, I can't. Cause I think about like what goes into my criteria of a five. And that is like legitly just being invested in every single second. Not saying that I wasn't invested in this movie, but I wasn't invested to a five level. Not like Borat. Or like a night before. The night oh, before. Yeah. And I'm I'm a comedy guy. I get it. I need uh 
I need that bit of comedic relief. I wish there was more droids out there. Those passive aggressive little sons of bitches. I'm going to give it a 4.5. I think it was amazing. It hit all the action that I wanted. Um, I want in the future to hit more on like some serious characters. I feel like Galen, the, the, the father, um, I'm not sure if, is he portrayed at, at any other point? Nope. Bro, he seems like one of the most important people um, that ever worked on the Death Star. And I just want to know, like, you know, because he was working for them before, like how that all tied in. And, and I felt like we missed that. Yeah. You kind of have to make a lot of assumptions. Well, and you can make those assumptions if you've seen the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one through, I would say seven, eight, nine, but it's still the Skywalker saga. But one through six is literally just the story arc. I mean, yes, there's multiple story arcs, but it's mostly Anakin slash Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. You know, it's his rise and fall and eventually like redemption. Like uh, George Lucas made four, five and six, which on its own has resolution. And then he said, I made one, two, and three to explain how Darth Vader came to be. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's why I'm, I'm look, I, and I know I'm, I'm talking about somebody that fucking, it plays a microscopic yeah. role and how big this is, but it seemed like for this film, that he is huge. You know what I mean? And we got glimpses of him, and, um, cause I would, I would have loved to like gone behind like, the the whole aspect of like creating the Death Star. Oh and, yeah, that'd you know, be like, awesome. You know, I, I but that's the thing with Star Wars that I feel it, it won't, it can't really ever end if you just keep getting good directors that truly love the story because you can explain just everything and in so much depth. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a four point five. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm hoping uh to to continue watching the movies. Um, and I, I I'm sure. Even on our other episodes, if I do watch one, I'll, I'll bring it up in like our what I what I watched this week. You could and we probably can, honestly just watch it, and we wouldn't even have to rewatch. We could we would already know what's going. Oh, of on. course, of course. I hope you, yeah. Based on all the conversations we had, I no, but I'll like, bring it up when I once I start watching them. I feel like we need to start doing these, like maybe for episodes, but with episode three, we gotta bring we gotta bring Franny on. Okay, because I don't know. Episode three I just has so has so much gravity. Like just from an emotional standpoint, like a visual standpoint, and then from like a story standpoint, it's just, I don't know. That's why I think three is one of the best. It just ties everything together and makes like the whole story just like that much more depressing. I know I've said that a lot, but I just, I might have to go watch that tomorrow. Love it. Love it. But uh, it's, it, we're, we're running out of time here. We got to wrap things yeah, up. So uh, yeah. What does your watch say? Says It's almost it midnight. I need to shave my arm a little fucking hairy. <laughs> So, uh, you all know where to find us. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Lukewarm Cinema Podcast. For everybody watching on the YouTubes, everything will be in the link or in the description down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those just listening on the podcast, yes, this will also be on YouTube. We're going to probably start doing that. I want to yeah. say almost every episode. I feel like it's... Might as well, right? This yeah, we, worked out Joey, Joey got us real hooked up with that nice-ass camera. Now we're using the, the webcam, webcam. <laughs> but we make it work. The audio sounds good, so that's all that matters. But, uh, you know, until next time, everybody, Jen Kui. Shinkui. Shinkui.